Sing we now of Christmas, sing we all know well. Sing our thankful praises, let our voices, let our voices sing. Sing we Noel, Noel the babe is born, Noel. Sing we now of Christmas, sing we all know well. Sing Noel, sing Noel. Shepherds in the fields watch, chosen flocks by night. Angels in the heavens made a glorious sound. Sing we Noel, Noel the babe is born, Noel. Sing we now of Christmas, sing we all know well. Sing wise men from the east, travel forth and travel Good evening, and on behalf of the Sharing Singers, we're excited to be with you tonight, and we invite you to worship the Christ with us. As you can see, this is an Advent program. We look back to the first coming of Christ, and we also look with anticipation to the second coming of Christ. Throughout this program, we invite you to ponder the significance of one day, that day when Jesus was born, the significance of that day when Jesus died when he arose, and that future day that has not happened yet, when he will return, the second coming of Christ. These next two songs focus, focus on the birth of Christ, or Christ as a baby. And as we think about God coming in human flesh, he really couldn't have been much more vulnerable than that, a tiny baby totally dependent on his parents for his care.
I love the message of peace that's shared in that song and the encouragement that we have that we can be still, we can sleep, we can dream, all because of what Christ has done for us. And because, because he came, because he lived, because he died and rose again, because he was the sacrifice for us, we can have that peace. We can have peace with each other, we can have peace with God, and that, can, that peace can rule in our hearts because of Christ.
We just sang two songs of rejoicing, rejoicing at the birth of Christ. And this was no ordinary birth. This was the birth of the one who would take away the sins of the whole world. Certainly calls for rejoicing. This next song, there's a phrase that says, this new day will be a turning point for everyone if we let the Christ child in. And so that call comes to each one of us. Will we accept the Christ child into our hearts? change our hearts. 
He will take away strife from our lives if we trust in him and commit our lives to him. <laughs> next song, one of the first few lines is um, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came, born, um, came down to the word of a savior. And just the last few programs, it's really been hitting me that Jesus didn't come down when everything was easy and um, life wasn't hard. He came down when sin was as black as it could be to be born, to die on a cross for us. And just a reminder that Jesus gave himself for us. Are we giving ourselves for him? This next song is one of my favorites. Um, one day he's coming again, a glorious day, and I look forward to that day. One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwells among men, my example is he. Living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified freely.
Yes, we are happy to be here this morning and this evening. How many of you have been at SMBI for a term? For a term sometime in your lifetime? Okay, some of you. How about for Family Week? Uh, quite a few more. How about for Ministers Week? A few more. So I think if I looked around, I think probably there's very few benches that there's nobody that has been to SMBI for something. So if you have questions about SMBI, I'm not going to go into a lot of details tonight because I think it's, the programs are probably fairly well known here. So if you have questions, talk to people around you, look for the ones who raise their hands, and you'll probably be able to get as much information as I can give you in a short talk here. A few things. Uh, the new CDs are out a couple weeks ago, so if you want the CDs from last year, pick one up back there. Um, course catalogs for this year, next year are not out yet, but this year are out. If you want to look through that, if you are interested in going, you can get some more information in there. And there's other information on the um, table out the back there. Um, my family, well, we, my wife and I have both been there years ago. We had both spent about two years there. And we decided when we got married, we were going to every five years take a sabbatical and try to get some training sometime in that sabbatical. Uh, we were thinking of term Bible school is probably the easiest way to do that. And so this was our 10th year anniversary, so this is the year we were at SMBI as a family. When I was there 15, 10, 15 years ago, there was a lot of families there, a lot of couples there. I think I was there one time when there was five families in one term. Uh, I think I saw another term where there were seven families, families or couples. This year, I think there's two of us, us and one couple coming next term. So it's kind of dropped off in the last number of years. But I want to talk a little bit about um, going there as a family or as a couple. It's not only for young people. They have housing for families and couples as well. In fact, I think there's about 10 apartments that are used either for families, couples, um, teachers, uh, that kind of thing. Or if there's not enough of couples, they fill it with young, um, young people. But uh, we'd like to get more couples there. So think about it. Um, be a great time to go to SMBI sometime as a couple. I'm going to read a couple verses out of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 25. That's the book we never go to. Leviticus. How many of you enjoy memorizing Leviticus? <laughs> Not too many. Interesting enough, um, in Bible times, the children, that would be the first book they would memorize. And usually by the time they were five or six, who, who in here is five or six? Children? Five or six? There's a couple of you, I think, are probably in that age group. By the time they're five or six, they would probably have the book memorized. Remarkable enough. For sure, by the time they were seven or eight, everybody would by then. Um, most children, by the time they were nine, they had the first five books of the Bible memorized, which is quite a feat. I don't have that memorized. I don't have the verses I'm going to talk about this, read this evening memorized. But Leviticus chapter 25, verse 18, it's talking about the seven-year sabbatical. So you shall observe my statutes and keep my judgments and perform them, and you will dwell in the land in safety. Then the land will yield its fruit, and you will eat your fill and dwell there in safety. And if you say, what shall we eat in the seventh year, since we shall not sow or gather in our produce, then I will command my blessing on you in the sixth year, and it will bring forth produce enough for three years. And you shall sow in the eighth year and eat old produce until the ninth year. Until the produce comes in, then you shall eat of the old harvest." This was a commandment that God instituted for his people. Every seven years, they were supposed to take a year where, they're not going to, where they were not going to sow any crops or reap any of the crops. They were allowed to pick stuff that grew wild during that year, but they were not allowed to pick anything out of their fields every seven years. Why? He also gave a seven-day sabbatical, and that's one that probably most of us practice in one way or another. Seven-day sabbatical, that was to give new life to your body, to rejuvenate your body. This one here was different. This was to rejuvenate the, the vision or the purpose that God had for his people. During that seventh year sabbatical, they would return the land to the original owners to get things in society set back the way they were supposed to be. 
they would take care of any debts. They would take care of any, um, if somebody was traveling, they would find a place to settle for that seventh year. It was a time of bringing the culture and the, the faith, their, their church, which was their whole body, back the way it's supposed to be. Renewing of the vision, renewing of the focus. They observed it, uh, most estimates say three or four times. And then they got like most of us and we find ways to shortchange it. And they did not observe it after that. Later on, God judged them for that. And the, when he sent them to captivity, he sent them in for 70 years because they had missed 70 Sabbath years. And so he made the land rest for 70 years all at one crack, instead of the seven, every, one every seven years. Yet we do not like to rest. We do not like to take a break. We want to blaze through as far as we can. Um, I was reading an article recently in Israel. There's some parts of Israel that still honor the seventh-day sabbatical. But the farmers have found ways to get around it. Like most humans, we find ways to get around things we don't want to do. Uh, they're not allowed to sow in the dirt. They're not, allowed to, they're not allowed to till the ground. And so they've put up lots of greenhouses in that area, and they're growing things in hydroponics. They're growing things in water. So they do not have to till the dirt, but they still can work straight through and miss their sabbatical. Yeah, why do we work so hard? Why do we think we have to go year after year after year without renewing the vision? I think... I have a proposal tonight. If we would honor the seventh, day, seventh year sabbatical, every seven years, take time to step back from our busiest life and refocus ourselves on God, I think most, if not all, of our church problems would disappear overnight. I think we would get focused back on God, and we wouldn't get into this daily grind and distracting and going down wrong roads. I think it would take care of most of our problems in tr- at the church level and probably renew our vision back to God in much greater ways. Um, our family decided we are going to take our sabbatical every five years because I'm not good at math. And it's a lot easier to remember 5, 10, 15, 20 than 7, 14, 21. Plus, we enjoy doing it, so it gets, comes around a little more often. But yeah, there's places to go on sabbatical, and SMBI is one of those. We have four children. Our oldest is nine, our youngest is three. And we had a house, if you've been there, it was the house that Cliffs were staying in. They moved recently, so we had their upstairs of the house. So we had a nice house. Um, you know, we, my wife and I both took classes. My in-laws were there, Larry and Linda, so mom would watch the children some. If you want to go as families, I would highly re- recommend bringing Annie along. That way you have more time to um, take classes and get involved with the student body. It, it's a great place. Um, we, enjoyed working with, we enjoyed being with all the young people. Um, children, <laughs> you, have parent, you have parents will understand this, but children make you tired. Uh, push me again, Daddy. Push me. Uh, can you push me higher? They make you tired. But young people tend to energize you. And being at term the last six weeks with the young people have definitely given us a, a fresh look and a new energy. So, yeah, there's plenty of lodging there. I think next term, starting in a couple weeks, there's probably not much room for families, but there's definitely room for couples. Um, if you have a number of children, uh, the houses are kind of spoken for by now. But in the future, yes, there is room there. Um, I think it would be a tremendous blessing to the church and to SMBI if we could fill those houses up with families or couples and kind of um, take advantage of the resources of SMBI from that angle as well. So think about it. We, I'll tell you this. Sabbaticals don't happen by chance. You don't all of a sudden look at it and say, oh, this would be a good year for a sabbatical. No, if you want to take a sabbatical, you have to plan for it. And they don't happen otherwise. And the children of Israel, for early on, they did plan for it. They made it happen. Later on, they wandered away from it, and God judged them. I don't think the sabbatical that's talked about in Leviticus is necessarily a command for us. Um, It is Old Testament law, and and I don't think it's a command, but the principle is there. God intended for his people to take time to step away, 
And while it may not be a command that if you, we don't observe it, we're going to sin, if we do observe it, God says he will bless them. In this verse here, he said, I will bless you in the sixth year. I will give you enough. I will take care of your physical needs. And as you renew your focus back on me. At this point, we're going to have a lesson for the children. So all of your children, if you want to come up, we'll fill this bench first. And if this bench is full, we'll come over here. So children, come forward right now. And we'll have a lesson for the children. December night, there was a shoemaker who had a little shoe shop. It was a nice looking shoe shop with shoes of many different kinds for all ages. One night, Peter the shoemaker had a dream, and in that dream he heard a voice. It was the voice of Jesus. Jesus told him that the next day he was going to pay Peter's humble shop a visit. This filled Peter with so much excitement that he woke up early the next morning and leaped out of bed. It was a beautiful morning, crisp and cold, and snow lay on the ground. He quickly bundled in warm layers and pulled on his boots. He then raced outside to the woods to collect pine branches to decorate his shop with, so that it would look even better for when Jesus came to visit. Once he collected all that he needed, he went back to his shop. He put a branch here and a branch there. Maybe he should do some rearranging as well. He was in the middle of moving a chair when he heard someone calling from outside the porch. Excitement filled Peter as he abruptly stopped what he was doing and sped to the door. But when he opened it, it wasn't at all who he was expecting. There was an old man standing at the end of his porch looking extremely cold and weary from traveling. Can I rest here? The old man asked. Of course, replied Peter. Come in, come in. And he led the old man inside out of the cold to the chair by the fire where he offered him a warm drink. He then noticed the old man's shoes. They were worn clear through. The man's feet must be freezing. An idea popped into Peter's head. Wait here. And with that, Peter dashed to the back of his shop and picked out the sturdiest pair of shoes he had and brought them back to the man. Here, take these, said Peter, as he handed the old man the shoes. No, I couldn't. I don't have any money to pay you for them. No, I insist. No payment needed. Oh, thank you. And with that, the old man hastily took off his ratty old shoes and tried on the new pair that Peter gave him. The shoes were perfect and so warm. The old man marveled at how they fitted his tired old feet so comfortably and how they were just the right size. He then thanked Peter and continued on his way. Peter watched the man leave and hoped the remainder of his trip be pleasant. The shoemaker went back into his shop and finished moving things around. Upon finishing, he decided it would be nice to have a pleasant meal with Jesus. 
He cooked all morning into the early afternoon and just finished pulling a wonderful smelling dish out of the oven when a woman's voice caught his ear. Is anyone there? Came the voice again. Peter set the dish down and went to see who it was. An old woman with a heavy load on her back was standing at the end of the porch. She was exhausted from traveling and asked if she could rest and have something to eat. Out of compassion, Peter invited her into his shop where he relieved her of the bundle she was carrying. He then gave her some food he had prepared for Jesus. The old woman was very hungry and ate the food with delight. She didn't have any ketchup. As she ate, she told Peter about her day. She talked and talked and talked some more, and then some more, till Peter became very, very bored. Finally, he offered her some more food for her journey, and picking up her bundle, helped her to the door, relieved to see her off. <clears throat> After taking care of the dishes the woman had used, Peter sighed and went to sit in his favorite chair by the fire. Trying to listen to what all that woman had to say had really worn him out. It was early evening now, and the snow began falling outside again. But still, there was no sign of Jesus. Just as it was getting dark, he decided he wanted a hot drink. Peter had just begun to make some tea, when suddenly he heard faint crying that was coming from outside. He stopped what he was doing and hastily went out to investigate. He was surprised to see two little girls sitting there on his porch, crying. Children, what's wrong? Peter asked. The little girls explained that they had been out collecting pine branches in the forest for a wreath and had wandered so far that they couldn't find their way back home. They told him where they lived, and Peter felt annoyance rise up within him. He would have to take them home, and they lived on the opposite side of town. But seeing the children sitting there, cold and helpless, with tears streaming down their cheeks, Peter became moved with compassion. And so he stooped to pick up their branches and led them home. <coughs> As Peter walked back home, he sighed. He was now convinced that he had missed the Lord. Sadly, he remembered how he imagined it would be. The knock at the door, then hearing a gentle voice coming from the other side. Peter would open the door and invite Jesus in to have a meal with him. After that, they would have gone on a long walk and talked the day away. It would have been the most delightful visit you could ever imagine. With tears in his eyes, Peter cried out, Where are you, Lord? Have you forgotten that today was the day to visit? Just then, there was a soft knock on the door. He stumbled over and swung the door open. A long-time friend of his stood in the doorway with her little daughter. They had come to give him some cookies. He welcomed them in, offering them a seat in the warmth, away from the freezing wind. His friend took one look at his sad face and asked, Peter, is everything okay? Peter spilled out the story and told her about the discouraging events of his day. Where is Jesus, he cried. I just don't see why he didn't come. She smiled and said gently, Peter, don't you see? I think Jesus has come to visit you. Maybe he didn't visit you in the way that you imagined he would, but maybe, if you look closer, he visited you in other ways. As they got up to leave, Peter thanked them warmly for the cookies and saw them to the door, bidding them goodbye. <clears throat> that night, as Peter got ready for bed, he was still thinking about what his friend had said. Suddenly, he remembered a verse he had read in his Bible the day before. Truly, I say to you, as much as you have done it to one of the least of these my brethren, ye did it unto me. Peter smiled. I did see Jesus today. Thank you, Lord, for showing yourself to me. All right, so who do you think was Jesus in this story? 
Anybody know? Yes. The people that came to his house. That's right, those people that he helped. So next time your mom needs help, say washing dishes or folding clothes, or maybe your teacher, or maybe a friend that's having a bad day. If you help one of them out, you're actually helping Jesus too. I think that's pretty cool. All right, you can go back to your parents. Sing number 209, Angels We Have Heard on High. 209. We will skip verse 2. We'll sing 1, 3, and 4. Skip verse 2. Sing 1, 3, and 4. Also, please note some of the words are different on verse 3 and 4 a little bit from what we're used to. So uh, pay attention to the words here. As we sing Angels We Have Heard on High, 1, 3, and 4. And uh, please stand as we sing.
At this time, we're going to do introductions. I'm assuming some of you would like to put some names and faces together. And so we'll set your mind at ease by telling you who we are and where we're from. So uh, we'll just start here, and you can pass it uh, down the, the uh, lane and uh, aisle, whatever it is, and uh, just say your name and where you're from. I am Tina Rohr, and I am from Mount Pleasant Mills, Pennsylvania. I'm Krita Bang. I'm from Olor, South Carolina. My name is Katrina Musser, and I am from Meyerstown, Pennsylvania. My name is Carmen Beachy, and I'm from Bastrop, Texas. Lori Good from Yanceyville, North Carolina. Carolyn Fisher from Kinsers, Pennsylvania. Allison Hahn from Narvon, Pennsylvania. Marisa Zimmerman from Wheeler, Ohio. Allison Miller, resident of Napanee, Indiana. I'm Eva Kethler from Seminole, Texas. I'm Nancy Peters from Seminole, Texas. I'm Monica Rule from Elizabethtown, PA. I'm Kendra Kennel from El Paso, Illinois. My name is Chastin Hoover. I'm from Wagner, South Carolina. Heidi Miller from Millersburg, Ohio. Ashley Friesen from Spanish Lookout, Belize. I'm Rachel Weaver from East Earl, Pennsylvania. I'm Corita Weaver from Mill Hall, Pennsylvania. Marie Stolzfus from Mountain, Pennsylvania. My name is Aubrey Martin, and I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I'm Jerusha Vanderbosch, and I live in E-Town. I'm Caitlin Weaver, and I'm from Easter as well. I'm Ruthie Mast, and I'm from Stone Lake, Wisconsin. My name is Abby Schmucker, and I'm from Guys Mills, Pennsylvania. I am Bethany Berge from Lansdale, Pennsylvania. My name is David High, and I'm from Finger Lakes, New York. I'm Danny Eshelman from Waynesboro, Georgia. Robbie Martin from Mill Hall, Pennsylvania. Rebecca Horsch from Rising Sun, Maryland. I am Kendra Sandoval from Oswego, Kansas. I am Claire Glick from Slainsville, West Virginia. My name is Peter Zare. I'm from Schaeferstown, Pennsylvania. I'm Merle Reimer from Manitoba, Canada. I'm Samuel Stolzfus from Mountain, Pennsylvania. Jonathan Dito from Bainbridge, Pennsylvania. I'm Tyrell Langer from Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania. I'm Matt Hostetler from Beaver Crossing, Nebraska. My name is Austin Schrock. Currently, I'm residing in Athens, Tennessee. Richard Herr from Guys Mills, Pennsylvania. I'm Derwin Rohr from Mount Pleasant Mills, Pennsylvania. Charles Klein V from Mount Airy, Maryland. Brandon Hostetler from Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. My name is Zach Byler. I live about 20 minutes from here. My name is Megan Zare. I'm from Gladys, Virginia. I'm Carla Horst from New Columbia, Pennsylvania. I'm Lenora Penner from Spanish Lookout Police. Jason Allgaier from Hamilton, Ohio. My name is Daniel Rohr, and I'm from Mount Pleasant Mills, Pennsylvania. My name is Weston Hostetler. I'm from Napanee, Indiana. I'm Fred Beachy from Halsey, Oregon. And I'm Samuel Heatwell from Harrisonville, Pennsylvania. My wife Jody's in the back. She was passing out programs as you came in. Then our bus driver, Joey Wolfer, is uh, in the back as well. So we now are ready for our, the second half of our program. And we turn our eyes to the future uh, in thinking about the second coming of Christ. The next song is entitled, An Advent Alleluia. 
angels will sing. Alleluia, the heavens will ring. When the Lord will descend from the heavens above and establish the kingdom of God by his love. Alleluia, we soon will be free. Alleluia, from captivity. When the Lord will descend from the heavens above and establish the kingdom of God by his love. Rejoice, the Lord is coming soon. Alle, alle, alleluia. Soon the darkness will turn to light. And everywhere the people will shout a joyful alleluia. Alleluia, our crying will cease. Alleluia, we'll soon live in peace. When the Lord will descend from the heavens above and establish the kingdom of God by his love. Alleluia, we soon will be saved. Alleluia, from man's evil ways. When the Lord will descend from the heavens above and establish the kingdom of God by his love. Rejoice, the Lord is coming soon. Alle, alle, alleluia. Soon the darkness will turn to light. And everywhere the people will shout a joyful alleluia. And everywhere the people will shout a joyful alleluia. And everywhere the people will shout a joyful alleluia. Alleluia.
this next song, we invite you to sing the last two verses with us. Uh, perhaps you know this song, but if you don't know it, it's not a real difficult one to learn. So we'll sing the first three verses for you, and then we invite you to sing, We Shall Be Like Him, He's Coming Again, and then, Oh Hallelujah, He's Coming Again, and then we repeat that uh, on the last verse, Oh Hallelujah, He's Coming Again. 
So, uh, if you're able and care to, we invite you to stand for this song, and then I will direct you on the last two verses.
as lightning flashes from the east, Jesus is coming and shineth even to the west. Jesus is coming. The signs all around us multiply. Christ will come from heaven on high. Weary Christian, don't despair. You will meet him in the air. Jesus is coming, better be ready. Maybe at noon or the midnight hour. Jesus is coming in great glory. Everyone then will behold his power. Keep every lamplight burning brightly. Watch for his coming, draw it nigh. Jesus is coming, better be ready. Jesus is coming, look to the sky. The Lord's preparing a home on high. Jesus is coming, and we may see him before we die. Jesus is coming.
We have one more song to sing, and then I'll turn the time over to uh, Brother Calvin. We close with a blessing of peace. We're excited about the coming of the Lord, and so we sing, Even so, Lord Jesus, quickly come. Oh. 
Rise from these, Jesus is coming, and shineth even to the west, Jesus is coming. The signs all around us multiply, Christ will come from heaven on high. Weary Christian, don't despair, you will meet him in the air. Jesus is coming, better be ready, maybe at noon or the midnight time. Jesus is coming in great glory, everyone then will behold his power. Keep every lamp light burning brightly, watch for his coming, draw it Jesus is coming, better be ready, Jesus is coming, look to the sky. The Lord's preparing a home on high, Jesus is coming, and we may see him before we die, Jesus is coming. When we shall hear the trumpet sound, calling us to higher ground, we will then be caught away on that resurrection day. Jesus is coming, better be ready, maybe at noon or the midnight hour. Jesus is coming in great glory, everyone then will behold his power. Keep every lamp light burning brightly, watch for his coming, draw 